love you, Dex. Shuffle up your deck. Loosen up your thumbs. This is Cover B. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cover B. Welcome back to Cover B. We have an episode of a segment that we haven't done in a while. It's been a hot minute. Powdered gaming. That's not uh, what this is called. We take, we take board games and video games and we coat them in a thin dust of powdered sugar. That's not what we uh, do, Chris. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, it's powered gaming. Powered. Yay. Powered gaming. Uh, where we talk about games. Yes. And stuff. And that are related to comic books. Comic related and adjacent games and things. Yes. Yes. Uh, today we are talking about Gotham Knights. It's been out for a while. It's been a while. Uh, this episode has been a long time in the making. But we're here. It took a while to beat it. And we're talking about it. It did take a <laughs> bit to beat it just from being busy and traveling and holidays, etc., etc., etc. And so we figured what better time than Black Friday to let you know not to buy a new game. Um, <laughs> there's my quick, concise starting review. Big oof, sir. <laughs> so, okay, Gotham Knights, for those who don't know, is made... Uh, not by the same people who made uh, the Arkham games, but it is made kind of adjacent to the Arkham games in a way. They spent a lot of their production being like, hey, this is not going to be the Arkham games. It's not going to be the Arkham games. It's going to be a different experience, different experience, different experience. And admittedly, that promotional talk lays into a lot of my major criticism, which I'll get into later. So remember that. Uh, but the premise of this game is that it takes place in a Gotham uh, where Batman has died. And we actually witnessed Batman die in the first, like, few minutes of the game's opening. And you are playing as the Bat family, name, namely Barbara Gordon, uh, Batgirl, Jason Todd, Red Hood, Dick Grayson, Nightwing, and Tim Drake as Robin. Uh, you take on these roles either alone or with uh, multiple people. You can play up to two people in story mode, and then there is a four-player multiplayer mode that is available uh, but it isn't story content. It's just like puzzles and challenges. But you can play with a friend uh, through the magics of the internet, or you can play solo, and you can easily swap out between characters uh, going along as you try to solve Batman's last case. We find out, and this has been revealed in the trailer, so this isn't a horrible uh, uh, spoiler, uh, but we find out that his last case has something to do with the Court of Owls, and it's about uncovering this secret uh, organization, and for anyone who read the Scott Snyder run of Batman, you're very familiar with Court of Owls, City of Owls, and what they bring to the table. Uh, like I said, you swap between these characters pretty freely. Like, there's not a lot of punishment for if you start off as, like, I started off as Batgirl. I played most of the story as Batgirl just because I'm a stickler for narrative unity, and it felt weird swapping between the characters. Um too much but you can swap between them freely uh and they all provide different sorts of benefits uh babs is very tech savvy so she has different they each have three or four trees skill trees that you can level up uh, as you go through the game uh barbara's eventually gets her a drone um and she has the ability to not be detected by cameras and laser sensors 
Jason Todd is very brutish, very much about like doing a lot of damage. He's also very ranged based because he uses guns. Uh, Dick Nightwing is pretty much more about the combat and the very fluid combat, whereas Tim is about stealth. He has a bunch of uh, upgrades that allow him to stealth better and you know make less noise and take do takedowns on characters that he normally can't do takedowns on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they provide different levels of gameplay. They use different weapons. They also each eventually unlock a different traversal skill, which was one of the big uh, controversies leading into it because they're a little weird. Um, Batgirl has your traditional glide, Batman-esque, you know, glide, similar to Arkham. And then the others get strange. Dick gets, mm -hmm. like, a drone that he can summon to use to glide. Uh, Tim uh, reverse engineers the teleporter for the Justice League watchtower and uses that to teleport places, rooftop to rooftop. And uh, Jason Todd's magic. Don't think too hard about it. They, 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 they have reason behind it, but he's, he's magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, he has other abilities that are magic, like magic bullets and stuff. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, <laughs> and so, yeah, that's the gist of Gotham Knights. It is, you know, predictably dark and dreary, but it's, you know, a story about the Bat family kind of coming into their own. Uh, and filling in this role that Bruce has left. T, what were your thoughts on Gotham Knights from a outside perspective? This is true. I am a voyeur. I don't always participate in these types of games. I am a gamer. I do game. Don't come at me. Um, but I don't always play these types of games. I like to mostly watch when Chris plays these types of games. Um, because they're not totally my bag. But I have watched... A lot of them and have a lot of opinions on them. This one in particular is like the most mid game I've ever watched played ever. <laughs> the story is meh and weird and doesn't always make a whole lot of sense in the context of Batman as a whole. The voice acting is some pretty good and others I really hated. Like I, I, and I hate being that way. I hate being rude. Yeah, but yeah. there was just some voice acting choices that I don't know if it was the voice actor's choice or the director's choice, but I just <coughs> really disliked the direction they took some of the characters. Mm -hmm. um, the action bits, I mean, it kind of felt like not quite Arkham. Yeah. Eh, like Arkham Light. Like, I don't know. Watching it just felt... This is a joke that Chris and I ongoingly had during the entire playthrough of him playing was that this was the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that was yeah. ever made. Yeah, no. It, <laughs> you pretty much hit on exactly my criticisms. I I was really excited and really into this game the first time I sat down with it. And quickly, the things I was excited about became less exciting yeah. and less interesting as time went on and became yeah. a bit repetitive. It They introduced like a grind element, which is interesting. Like you have to go do these like active crimes that are happening and it's a cool element, but I don't feel like you get enough out of doing it yeah. aside from just crafting material. And that's like the real, and that's the thing about it is, you know, again, backtracking to what I was talking about with the, 
promotional talk around this being like it's going to be its own thing it's going to be different it's not going to be another arkham game it's going to be its own thing aside from the like premeditated crimes element where you have these crimes that pop up and you can go take care of them uh and in doing so you get these little clue tokens uh and you accrue those every night and everything's done in in nights um, so when you go back to your home base, that ends your night. It's kind of rogue-like, lightish in right. a way, um, though not really. But you you like can't change your equipment until you go back to base. And when you go back to base, it ends your night, which gives you a new any crimes that you didn't take care of are done. Um, and then you get a new set of crimes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The story missions stay and exist, but it's these premeditated crimes. Um, and you can interrogate people to get more of those. And then, you know, when you go into your next day, you have new ones and fresh ones and they give you different rewards and you can use those to get crafting because you can craft your ranged weapon, your melee weapon and your suit to get better suits and better mods for these things. So th these elements are really the only thing different than Arkham games. In like every bit you know, and facet it, of this game. <laughs> the combat system, though technically different because it's more akin to like the Spider-Man combat system. The Spider-Man combat system in and of itself was similar to the Arkham system just doing something different. Right. And, you know, doing some tweaks. Like you don't have parries and stuff. You have, well, I mean, I think the Spider-Man game did have, it's been a long time since I played it, but I'm pretty sure it did have parries. Yeah. But in this game, all you can do is attack and dodge. You can't block. You can't parry. You can't do anything else. You can't stun or any... You've got your, like, little powers and gadgets that you can use. But that's it. You can... you can. There's not as much in the ways of combos. It's, it's basically attack or don't attack. And that's about it. And that makes it almost... Like, I understand that they wanted it to be different from Arkham. So an important way of doing that is to make the game... Like, the, the actual action sequences a little bit uh -huh. different from Arkham but if anything it kind of made it just weaker well, because there's less going yeah. on and that's the thing is is you know like I said the premeditated crime and the crafting elements both things that I kind of dug I wish there was a little bit more reason to do these premeditated crimes more value crimes. in them they like shoehorned it into the story from time to time to kind of force you to do it like oh you have to interrogate people from this faction in order right. to progress the story but it didn't feel like I was getting enough out of doing it. So once I got, like, a suit that I was fine with, I just moved on. Right. You know, I just stopped. That's fair. Um, it didn't feel... And they didn't. there wasn't a ton of variety. There was a good bit of variety, but they all kind of worked out the same. You know right. what I mean? Like, you can only go to the same, like, oh, stop the regulators from hacking this thing, and they're going to be in the exact same layout of the last time you came here. You know, and there were some areas that were really cool. Like, there's this observatory you go to sometimes that one of the gangs has taken over. And it's really well laid out, and it's a good stealth moment. And it's just a premeditated crime that you happen upon. But there weren't enough of those. I agree. You know, there weren't enough areas like that. And, you know, anyway, what, what I was getting at is, aside from these premeditated crimes and the crafting system, everything else was kind of like... The exact same as Arkham, but not all the way. Yeah. You know, like... It's like pulled back. You know, you moved around Gotham by, like, ziplining to roofs. But, like, instead of having the cool zip launch that you had in the Arkham games, you, like, zip to a roof and then jump. And then eventually you get your, you know, transport powers 
and Babs is is a glide, and it feels way it's it's a glide just like in the Arkham games, but it feels like sluggish and slow, and you don't have like the dive bomb and like dive bombing and then gaining altitude doesn't work as well. Yeah, and then like you have a vehicle too, you have the Bat Cycle, just like the Batmobile in Arkham Knight. But it doesn't do as much, and it doesn't interact with the environment as well. Like, you can't, like, smash through walls and smash through, like, fire hydrants. You get stuck on trees and yes. stuff like that. And there's not as much, like, there's, like, one mini, like, premeditated crime you can get that's, like, chase-based. But there's not a lot of chase moments. Right. One of the coolest moments in the game, admittedly, was you chasing Clayface, who's one of the bad guys. Oh, yeah. One of the, like, secondary bad guys that you get in addition to this, like, main story that you're following. Uh, and it was really, really cool. That was it was a well cool animated, and it was really, really cool, and I wish they had done more chase sequences like that, but they didn't. You know, they did a lot of rooftop chases with certain people, but they didn't do a lot of ground chasing. And the rooftop chasing felt slow and repetitive and like it lasted mm. so long. There's there's one I can think of in particular that starts to happen toward like this the last act of the game and you're it feels like you're chasing this person for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Like yeah. and you're yeah. trying to get to them and then you have to do the flight and you just sort of fly. Mhm. Mm and then you land, and then you zip, and then you fly. And it's so repetitive, and it lasts so long yeah. that it feels like the game broke. <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, it you know, you have the combat system, which is technically different than... But is it really? like? It, it looks really similar. We look at, you know, the Spider-Man game combat system, which right. this game very clearly was trying to be the DC version of that. It, right. it very clearly was. It's it's present in all of it with the costumes, with, you know, you're having like powers instead of like the individual gadgets that you can add on to the end of combos like you can in Arkham. You have actual like you charge up a bar and you use a power kind of things. The type of minions you fight where you've mm -hmm. got the little guys versus the big guys and you do certain yeah, things big to big guys. guys. Yeah. And, yeah. And, um... <clears throat> It felt very much, and while I appreciate the combat system, A, it didn't feel as engaging as the combat system in Spider-Man did. I think there were some gaps, and it was a little sluggish at times, and things just didn't work sometimes. Right. There are also some nitpicky qualms that I have, like your special abilities being able to be interrupted by basically anything, but then all the bad guys have a bunch of moves that aren't interruptible. You know what I mean? Like, you have no powers that are interruptible without... Certain characters can get upgrades that let them be not interruptible. Right. But all the bad guys have moves that are non-interruptible. Can't interrupt this. Sorry. Unless you upgrade your tree to be able to interrupt this. Seems like a real blind spot in the Bat family training. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it just, you know, uh, like there's nitpicky things like that. And then like the guys with guns, they point like a laser sight. And it's very clearly like, don't be in there. Make sure you dodge out of their laser sight when they fire. But there are many times it needs to be patched, and it may be that it's patched already. I haven't played it, and there's been a few patches that have downloaded. But at the time that I played it, when it was still relatively new, those guys would start shooting and then track you. So there was no dodging it. You couldn't you, avoid it. You would take shots no matter what. Anyway, those things aside, when you really break down the combat, it's a fluid combat system, which Arkham is. Yep. Where you bounce between bad guy and bad guy. Yep. It's about mitigating guys with different abilities. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this guy can do this, so I need to make sure that I do this when this happens. It's a mix of fighting ranged combat versus melee combat, which Arkham is. 
The only thing they did is they took away Perry Block's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, again, it feels like they spent all this time being like, this isn't Arkham. It's not Arkham. But the, like, dot, dot, dot of that was, it's not Arkham because it's only, like, half Arkham. It's, like, it's diet Arkham. You know what I mean? Another big flaw, in my opinion, from a viewer perspective, is that I thought the villains, and particularly the boss battles, were so much less interesting than the Arkham games. Or the Spider-Man games. Or really any of those. The boss battles were super boring. Like, biggest, probably biggest complaint, like, biggest actual... Because every, everything else I've said so far is kind of just mid. Yeah. We're talking, like... Like I said, it's a mid We're game. talking, like, 5 out of 10 stars, 6 out of 10 stars for most of the things that I've said so far. Um, the I, If I could pick one thing that is, like, a 0 out of 10 for me, it's the boss fights. They all suck. Yeah, they none uniformly of them all suck. They're they were super all very boring. similar. They're super boring. Because the combat system's really weak... It's all just like rush in, punch, 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 dodge, rush in, punch, punch, punch. There's oh, no, now there's minions. There's no like <laughs> the Clayface one was probably like the final Clayface one was probably the most interesting because it actually involved some level of like change as the fight went on. Right. But like, you know, it is it's going to get spoilery because I have to talk about it. Um, every bad guy in this was in the Arkham games. You fight Mr. Freeze, Clayface, uh, Harley Quinn, Talia. So with the exception of the Court of Owls, which they they took away Talon. Talon from the comics was kind of like a main dude. Yeah. And they took him away. So there's not like a main nemesis from the Court of Owls. There's the guy in charge and you're trying to like take him down. But there's not like a main nemesis. Like a main bad Bad guy guy. like a main yeah this dude's pursuing you and he's bad news and that would have been really cool so the court of owl basically gets reduced to just cannon fodder they're the same as all the other thuggish gangs in the world except they're you know hiding out in cold dark stone laden hidden areas in gotham and it's like fine but i roll there wasn't anything really epic uh going on with that group and most of the representation from a comic viewer standpoint for the villains is not great. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the weird, I, I won't say too much, but like I thought the costuming for the the ninjas were really weird and not well done and strange and not appropriate. I thought yeah, Harley was super lame because they just like made, instead of making her Harley they just made her a female Joker, which, fun fact, games, there's two different female Jokers already in existence yeah. that you could have picked from. Yeah. Instead of could've turning... Could have gone Punchline. Could have gone Punchline. Uh, could have gone his daughter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So many options that they just didn't pick. I hated what they did to Dr. Freeze. His, his character was yeah. terrible and, like, felt like a bad... 80s yeah. movie. Mr. It was Freeze, so not good. Mr. Freeze's part in this was horrible. It and was it's especially, so poorly it's done. It's especially tough comparing it to... Because, I mean, once once you have these characters that we've seen many, many times... Right. And it would have been great to just pull in some characters that either didn't get a ton of representation or a ton of screen time in right. the Arkham games. You know, characters like Zaz, who had, like, a very... He was mostly off screen, and then you experience him once in Arkham City. Right. Calendar Man. (laughs) 
uh, Firefly had the like chase sequences in Arkham Knight, but that was it. And then it was done. Right. You know, you could get these characters and bring them in and have them be the ones that we're showing or anyone new. You know, there's new characters that have popped up in the comics that you could have brought punchline! in. Punchline! A la Punchline. <laughs> and, you know, but when you don't, then we have to compare them to what came before. And, you know, sure, Clayface in... Clayface is a good example because Clayface in the Arkham games in Arkham City was like, Teehee, jo the Joker was Clayface all along. Joker's actually dying. And it was just a boss fight. That was it. That's all you got out of Clayface. Right. You didn't get a lot of story and development. And the Clayface sequence wasn't bad. It wasn't it terrible. It had two great uses of the bike. Yep. Uh, it uh, had an okay boss fight. And, and the it had, story was okay. The story was all right and a bit mysterious and funny at times. Um, and didn't really take away from his personality as yeah. it's been established. Harley was a bit rough. Harley like, was bad. It was it was 100% <laughs> they wanted a Joker in this game, but they didn't want to do the Joker. And I respect that. Like, get away from the Joker. But I'm there are options. Here for it. But A, making Harley that way really reduces what the character over years has kind of become. Is. Especially when you reference in the dialogue that she clearly had this toxic relationship with the Joker. Uh, and B, it just, the whole, her whole thing was kind of rough. It just wasn't good. It was just a weird, and that's the thing, is the motivations of the villains in this, there was no complexity. No. There was no depth to them. They were just like, I'm a villain. That's why T says that the Mr. Freeze, because his whole thing was just he wanted to freeze the world. That was it. It had, had nothing to do with anything that's actually traditionally Mr. No freeze. reason to do anything. And I think Freeze is probably the best example of kind of the downgrade in quality that we're yes. hitting with this game. Absolutely. Because the Mr. Freeze fight in, I believe, Arkham City is considered one of the, like, best boss fights in a video game. It pops up on best boss fights. All the time. Lists all the time. It's about, it's a stealth boss fight. It's about you, like, finding different ways. Once you attack him with one stealth thing, then that one becomes no longer viable and you have to figure out a new way to get him. And it's really good and interesting and unique and fresh. This one was freeze Terrible. in a giant spider monster and you had to punch, punch, punch and then dodge and then punch, punch, punch and then dodge. And that was it. And you don't know why he has this spider monster. <clears throat> yeah. You don't know why he's decided he's going to take over the yeah. world and cold. There's no, there's nothing. Was, Mr. Freeze is one of the coolest, most depth, most like emotional villains in the Batman repertoire. Or like he's not just an inherently evil guy. There's a lot of depth behind him. And they just like murked all of that and decided he was just going to be a 1960s villain. Yeah. And it was bad. I was offended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, you know, the boss fights are all just basic DPS checks. Yep. They, you know, don't respond to combos. They don't have a lot of depth or interaction between them. Um, like some of the Arkham fights will be like, you know, there will be a lot of dialogue between Batman and the villain and et cetera, et cetera. These don't have that. Um, no. A lot of the main encounters in this are just fight big guy while bunch of little guys come in and interrupt you. Yep. It's, it was just a very mid game. It was so mid. It, um, I think it had a lot of potential and I was really excited for it. Um, because of the promises made about it being so different from Arkham. But it wasn't. But it's it like I said, enough. there was that like asterisk there. And the real truth of it was that it's different from Arkham because we gutted a bunch. We used Arkham as a standard, as a basis, gutted a bunch of it, 
introduced a like mimicry combat system from like another game that is that borrows its combat system kind of from, from the Arkham, Arkham games. And you know, even stealth, they neutered stealth. Yep. You know, Tim eventually gets the ability to like hang people up when he stealths them, but he's the only one that gets to do that. Yeah. So like everyone else, you have to take someone out and then if someone sees the body, it's high alert. You know, it's everyone's moving around time and the stealth was fun. Admittedly, like the stealth was a high point for me. The premeditated crime system and the crafting was a high point for me. I liked those systems. I, again, it got a little repetitive, but mainly because the story was forcing it to be repetitive. Um, I would have liked to see more characters, like more supervillains exist. Like yeah. we didn't see Two-Face. We don't see Catwoman, Poison Ivy. I don't even care if they're like, they have their own crime thing and we have to go do it. I just seeing them pop up would feel nice. Yeah. And fresh. Make it feel this more Gotham organic. This Gotham felt, you know, Bruce dying in a really dumb way, first of all. Yeah. It's bad. Don't talk it's, about it. It's real <laughs> dumb. Um, but Bruce dying early on, and then we're dumped out into this Gotham that kind of feels like a post-super person Gotham. It's very empty. It's the gangs running it aren't inherently tied to people like they usually are in Gotham. Like, it's not the Two-Face gang and the Penguin gang. No. It's, you know, Penguin's trying to be a legitimate, quote-unquote, businessman. We don't see... We get references to a lot of people kind of on the grounds of they're gone now to some degree. You know, Catwoman's gone. We get, like, a reference. We see, like, a thing of hers in the evidence lockup at GCPD. And she's gone... GCBD, uh, Jim Gordon's also dead. GPCD, GCPD is super corrupt again, you know, and it's like, it, it just, just feels antiquated is <clears throat> what I kept complaining about is that mm -hmm. the representation of the villains, the representation of Gotham, the representation of some of the Bat family, it felt like a game yeah. being made off of the content that was built in the 90s. Yeah. It felt old. And to that extent, you know, we mentioned, and this will be the last thing that I say because I'm kind of running in circles here, I think, but <laughs> the voice acting, it was, T mm -hmm. mentioned it not being great. It's hard to not call it great. It is just kind of old fashioned. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it feels like older superhero stuff. Yeah. Where I don't think the voice acting is inherently bad. It's just everybody kind of hits the same tone regardless of situation. Of everything. So like Babs, regardless of what's happening, she's going to be kind of snarky and sassy. And Tim, regardless of what's happening, he's going to be like young and naive and Jason, regardless of what's happening, he's going to be, like, stoic and aggressive. And uh, <coughs> Dick, regardless of what's happening, he's going to be kind of similar, the male version of Babs. Right. You know what I mean? And it, that's just very, like, when you look at, like, the 90s superhero cartoons, that's how that works. Like, if you go back and watch the old <laughs> Spider-Man cartoon, that voice actor did it admittedly do a really really good job giving depth to that character but there were a lot of times where it was like this is just how they are yeah and it's probably more of a characters yeah direction choice even god rest his soul the beloved kevin conroy Poor one like out. got to do a lot more depth building for batman in later cartoons and in the arkham games than he did in the initial like few episodes or season or two of the animated series 
Yeah. You know, if you go back and watch those, Batman's very like, very like the same, every yeah. regardless of what's happening. And every character, villain, hero, it doesn't matter, very the same. Go back and watch the old Justice League cartoon. You know, until you get to like Justice League Unlimited when they started to get way more emotive with their storytelling, the first few episodes are very like Superman is I am Superman and he's going to be the same way regardless of what situation he's dealing with. It's true. And then they started to kind of advance and give people more space. And you see that happen a lot with cartoons. Like you can look at many like Adventure Time, for instance. Yeah. You know, Finn and Jake were very much samey and then they started to get more emotive in their storytelling and the characters got emotive with it. But this feels like that early, it you know just what I mean? Feels, yeah, it just feels, feels like old them early episodes. It feels like we're trying to really hammer down how the characters act, so everyone's gonna act the same. You know, there would be times I'd be playing as Babs, and like a cave-in is happening. Ah, it's really scary. I might get buried alive, and she's like, "I gotta get out of here." It was just like TikTok voice, hundred percent. It was, it of the was time. hard because the voice actress who does Babs. One of her biggest voice credits is for Barbie mm. in, like, a bunch of, like, Barbie voice video games and TV and stuff. And, like, Barbara had the Barbie voice. Like, she mm -hmm. felt very, like, hi, kids, let's <clears throat> do this thing and we're doing. And you're, like, Ugh. It kills me because there's moments each of the characters has, like, a coming to God quest line that you yeah. can take. Where, like, they're coping with Bruce's, the loss of Bruce, and with Babs, it's, like, the loss of Bruce, but also the loss of her dad, and, you know, it's really emotive. It's a lot of emotion. And there's parts in that run, specifically with, with each of the characters, but specifically with uh, Barbara's actor, that they do a really good job emoting and changing it up and making it feel different, um, but just not throughout the rest of the it game. It doesn't feel cohesive. Yeah, and, you know, things will happen. Like, there's uh, premeditated crimes that have civilians strapped to bombs. And if you fail that, the civilian literally blows up yeah. in front of you. It's weird. It's and it's, it's another kind of nitpicky thing, because I wish that would count as, like, a game over. Like, I wish that would count as I died. Yeah. Because it's kind of weird playing as a Bat family person, watching someone die, and then being like, well, I guess I better go, like, finish this other mission. the bank from getting robbed now. Yeah. Um, but when it does happen, your character's just like, Belfry, we need an ambulance down here. There's no emotion There's in nothing. how they express it. It's and It's super like, kind of mm. creepy almost. Yeah, it's a little like cold, but Kesara. And then there's a big boss fight in the end that I played as Batgirl and the voice actress did good with the emotional parts of it. Um, so I, I feel like it's a directional choice i feel like the voice actors were directed to kind of do that old school old vibe. school cartoony thing and it just didn't it didn't connect with me it didn't work you in know? my opinion it just didn't so work. gotham knights if it's mid <laughs> if it's <laughs> free on playstation plus or on sale on like steam or something and you are really into bat people or you have a friend or girlfriend or boyfriend or significant other of some kind that has uh, the same console that you do and you both want to get a copy so that you can play as your two favorite Bat Family people together. Cool. Or do you, it. You get a you get a GameStop gift card yeah. and you have an extra 20 bucks left and you find it used. I would say if you want 
another if you're a big fan of the arkham games and that would be your only thing motivating you to get this don't get it don't do it if you're very into any of these characters like i'm a huge batgirl fan so this was a big deal for me and a lot of what i liked was because of a being a big batgirl fan b being a big fan of the bat family in general you know i just got done reading the robins run so this hit home for me in a lot of ways um cool get it do it uh if you have like moderate interest in this game and you just like like loot grindy games and like i said you have some sort of way of getting it on a discounter for free then go for it but i wouldn't break the bank on this i wouldn't put a lot of your hopes and expectations in it i don't think it's as bad as a lot of people made it out to be in the reviews but it is definitely very mid it's like i said it's if i'm grading out of five stars it's like a 2.52 just keep your expectations low, and you might get something out of it. It might be a good Could time to kill a day or two. Could be that they have some cool DLC coming, and at that point, if they release like a bunch of story DLC, I might be interested in coming back to it later when the story DLC is like, when the game plus story DLC is like, what, 50% of the game is cost? You know how that happens sometimes? Yeah. They do like, the deluxe edition is like three years later, and it's like $30. Right. And you get like all the story stuff. Like that's basically every version of Skyrim you get these days. Um, oh, Skyrim. That would be cool, because I, I think they do have more stories to tell. I just don't think they did enough trying to make this game feel different. Any In any case, in story, in acting, in art design, in gameplay, all of it just feels like they didn't go there. Yeah. Like, they never went there. They never went for something new or fresh. They just did the baseline of what was required. You know? Yeah. It's kind of funny because there have been a lot of mentions of like this was trying to be DC Spider Man, but Spider Man was Marvel's Arkham. So it's yeah. kinda like you you didn't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Make I, something um, new. Make something new. That's I, all and, I have to you say. You know, like we said, this was a great Ninja Turtles game. I think yeah. if it was a Ninja Turtles game, they took the expectation of like transport powers out of it or they could have kept him in and given some reason why the turtles like donatello has a drone that he can glide on yeah. and you know michelangelo can teleport i don't know from but, their from their you know personalities <coughs> to their colorations to their gameplays yeah it was if, a, it would have made a lot more sense yeah if they had skinned this as a ninja and somebody should mod that the ninja turtles into this because i bet it would be fantastic but if they had skinned this as a Ninja Turtles game, given us like Ninja Turtles bad guys, they already and, like, felt kind of like Ninja Turtle bad guys. <laughs> Ninja Turtles base, yeah. I mean, you could easily reskin the Court of Owls as the Foot Clan and yep. stuff like that, and super you know, easy. Just flip it and make it a Ninja Turtles game. It would have been great. Would have been really they cool. I mean, it still would have been lacking in a lot of ways, but we could have covered that. But when are we gonna get a Arkham style Ninja Turtles game? That would be dope. Yeah. Right. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening to me, bitch, for uh, almost half an hour. If you want more episodes of Cover B, you can find them on our website, CoverBpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram, at Cover B Podcast. Yep. Thanks again for listening. I hope everyone had a safe uh, and happy holiday and a very, very safe Black Friday. Black Friday can get dangerous. It's true. Uh... But thank you for listening. As always, I have been Chris. This has been T. Yo. And you have been listening to Cover Cover B. B. Bye, everybody.